And welcome back to another episode of Beardos Media. Um, <laughs> you know, every time we start a new episode, mm-hmm. there's always this dilemma in the mind as to how the introduction should be. Yes. So, <laughs> but the thing is, on this occasion, we've already decided, well, we had already decided what the topic was going to be. And today's topic is going to be on parenting. I don't know if any of you guys are parents or going to become parents or are parents now of children who are all grown up and flown the nest. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting one because it seems to, it seems that in contemporary times, especially given the circumstances with lockdowns and stuff, a lot more people have had the opportunity to spend more time at home with their kids or with their families. And it's added a, a different kind of a dimension into the whole parenting theme or the whole parenting thing in general. So I don't know. I mean, are we going to qualify what we mean by parents in the first place? Is it just uh, is biological parents that we're talking about or people who are in that nucleus kind of a family set up where they've got children living with them? Can it be carers? Can it be foster parents? What kind of parents are we referring to here? Parenting. Um, okay, so parenting can be done by, well, pretty much anyone. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be a biological um, it, it's the act or, or the performing the duties of a parent, isn't it? Yeah, to, to perform now, the duties. It, it's of funny a because you you say that uh, through the lockdown and everything, people have had the opportunity to spend more time with their kids and more time, you know, as a family unit. Whereas I, I'm sure a lot of people would word it very different. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've had to. Well, they have spend. had to, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, if, the reality I don't know is. If you could, uh, I don't know if everybody would call it an opportunity. Okay. It was daunting yeah. at first, wasn't it? Not to me. No. No, not okay. at all. Generally speaking, yeah. it scared the life out of a lot of people. I remember the kind of Facebook posts and, you know, the whole furlough kicking in and mm. the entire family. Because the lockdown in March mm. was very different to what it is now. If anything, I would say now is... <laughs> Is it a lockdown? Are we locked down? We were talking about this on the way here. I don't I don't see people actually thinking about or feeling that this is a lockdown like it used to like no. it was at the first in the first instance, you know, the first lockdown. Yeah. I can't I can't see it the same way. I don't feel that people are taking it like they were taking it before, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's been a while though. You know, if you start from March, where are we? April, May, June, July. We're coming up to the end of the year. Yeah. So, you know, there's only so much scaremongering stuff you can do, isn't it? Yeah, true. Um, yeah, true. But he, I think the core question here is, look, for those people who have responsibility over children, right now, there are so many things going on in people's mind. The mental health issues, people feel they're being locked down. The word lockdown itself is quite intimidating for some people, feeling like restrictive. No, but if you think about the impact it's had, I mean, take Burton, for example, the number of incidents that have happened in the last few weeks, yes. out on the road, violence, yeah, involving young people, you know, drugs-related, crime-related. You know, do you think people are trying to kind of, you know, they feel that they've got to now fight their way out of this or something? How, how you know, what are your thoughts on that? I think, I think people have took it upon themselves to restore some kind of normality now. Um, there's only so many times you can wait for Boris's latest announcement. Hmm. There's, to be fair, there's there's only so so much patience 
you know, uh, as a human being, you can have for this guy and his announcements and his U-turns and everything else. So I get it. I, I understand where people are coming from when they kind of take it upon themselves to say, you know what, I'm going to leave the house. Mm. We're, we're going to go out. We're going to... Um, we're going to extend our bubble or expand our bubble. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And but coming back to parents, they've had it tough. They've had it tough because okay. you know what? Work <clears throat> is often seen as an escape for, you know, um, when you're so many people. You in know, the house. I, I think that depends on what kind of parent you are. I think for some people, if they, if they, if they really find it a challenge to, parent the kids or look after the kids again depending on the age group of the kids yeah surely they will embrace the opportunity of spending more time with their kids see that's not it though i, I don't agree with that I, I don't think that they struggle or they find parenting daunting mm. i i just think there's the whole they're of the understanding that they the don't family need makeup. to be under the same roof 24 hours a day mm. in order to parent their children and and now they have to take the responsibility of educating them and doing the the homework and yeah you know, that, that, that was that, on, kind that of was stuff. on and off as well wasn't it whereas everything was kind of it, it was defined everybody had their roles the teachers played a role you played your role your uh you know your football coach or your karate instructor and everyone else mm. well that's and, and suddenly look, yeah everything okay child i think i think in that situation it's going to be different i guess when people are going to have to parent their kids in a lockdown situation it's different but let's look at it from a, a wider perspective not everyone's going to be in lockdown all the time at some point we're going to get out of this and you know kids are back at school right kids are back at school especially in some England. of them but most of them most of them are let's look at it from a holistic or, or a wider point of view in terms of parenting itself my question is how do you know that your parenting is going well what are the signs you look for in children? What do you observe in your children to establish or try to understand that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm a good parent or okay, I've, I'm, parent, right. I'm getting this right, yeah, yeah, or I've done this well. What are, the, what are the kind of signs or what are the things that you see in children which make you recognize that, you know what, things are going well? It, it comes back to your own definition of success. True. You know, if, if you were to ask 10 people, um, would they consider themselves a good parent? Mm -hmm. Most of them, you know, would be able to say yes or no quite clearly, but their reasons for doing so would vary. Yeah, or, or depending on what their standards are. What their standards are. Not everybody sets out to do the same thing. Parenting is like, it's like the umbrella, isn't it? Um, but then underneath that, everybody's going to have their own ways of parenting, their own ways of defining whether they're successful, their own ways of saying, you know what? I raised my kids good, mm. you know? Mm. Um, in your mind, in your mind, what defines us, you know, how would you define successful parenting? What, what in your mind would mean I raised my kids good? I, I wouldn't even want to say um, or speak for the masses. No, forget the masses, you personally. Generally speaking, yeah. Um, I, I think there's too much emphasis on their academic achievements. I think it's just overemphasized. It's exaggerated. You know, I've heard and I've seen parents of really good kids. Mm. When I say kids, I'm, I'm talking mm. of all ages, from mm. six, seven years old to 16, 17. 
and they'll slate their kids because they're not doing well in school or they're not getting the grades that they'd imagine or they're, or they're not getting the grades which their cousins are getting or their neighbors even getting worse yeah. yeah which is worse or this child who's never even thought about going into medicine or accounting or engineering mm. but the parents have because they've always had it in the back of their mind mm. but now he's flunked biology and they're like no nah, I, i did something wrong or he doesn't listen she doesn't listen and there's all this and i think that's way overemphasized that's one thing that i think is quite categorically clear there's another danger in that when when parents are emphasizing education to such a degree they are actually if there's not a balance if there's not a balance they're forcing the kids to become somewhat reclusive yeah um the other danger is if you've got a child who's being pressurized to perform academically then what message are you really sending them if if it's kind of enforced to such a degree that your life is revolved around their education their life is revolved around their education you know they're having to spend extra time in education at home as well as school it's it's a very selfish little bubble that they've created for this child yes my take on it is that when a child if there's not a balance i'll caveat that again by saying if there's not a balance of a good social balance mm-hmm. in a social life as well as the academic life then there's an issue a, a deeper underlying issue created for this child your your expectations of this child have risen so high that you're expecting them to perform for themselves or how they may make you look which is a very selfish way of looking at things if you on the other hand have a balance to save with the child okay academic education we want you to achieve well we want you to achieve you know good results but at the same time let's go out on a saturday and you know you know give out some sandwiches to the homeless people let's go out and do some socializing with your cousins your uncles and aunties so you know what relationships mean let's have proper conversations with families so you understand the dynamics of what family means what relationships mean how to hold conversation you know these social skills mm. if they're not brought into the balance then there's an imbalance there's a big imbalance where if a child is continually being asked to focus on their education who's who is that education ultimately going to benefit that child yes it's a very selfish way of looking <clears throat> at life i think there is an imbalance i think there's i want to say there always has been for as long as i can remember somewhat is getting better now you know what <clears throat> from the people you've observed from the people that i've observed and from this this current generation of parents if we can call them that they're understanding that grades on everything you know when you say this current generation of parents who are you referring to well the ones that have got children of that age group you know which uh, age group coming out of school no because you, you have studies. okay you have parents who are uh, of a higher age and they've had children late regardless of the <clears throat> the age of the parent right now it's about the age of the children so if you've got children who are i don't know a young teenager for example mm-hmm. who are setting up their life the platform you know the foundations yeah i think those children now a small percentage of them have got it somewhat better better than perhaps what we had when we had um to go through that there was very few of us that could get away with failing at school um that could get away with you know bad grades or bad focus or attention 
um, it's getting marginally better, mm. but it's still imbalanced. Um, just because, you know, you, you, you see me, yourself. Yeah, it reminds me of a saying, and I can't remember who said this. It was a prominent religious figure who said, do not bring your children up as you were brought up by your parents, for they are being brought up for a different time. It's, it's, it, it reminds me of that because for every generation, yeah. you have a different environment. Mm. And your parenting skills have to be conducive to that particular environment. It yeah. can't. It can't be detached. It can't, you can't use old school thinking and methodologies. Some of them will work. No, I think you can. I think some of it. <laughs> like I said, some of it will work, but some of it won't work because you have to understand the dynamics of the environment in which they're being brought up in comparison to the environment that you you were brought up. You know, look at the difference in the way the social life is. Look at the way the the, the you know, look at look at the way of life how the ways of our lives have changed throughout just the last 20 years. Mm. But are we not their environment? I think we are, but we have to be conscious enough to understand that the environment has evolved and changed. If we're still in our own environment... Again, I think we've overcompensated. How? Would you agree that the majority of us were raised pretty strong? Be, you know, handle our own, um, be able to do our chores, to be able to kind of learn respect and manners and everything else. We kind of came into yeah, the these are these we were like out of childhood, a little bit equipped in order to take on the world, some, or at least you know. Well, some of us had to come out of childhood early, yeah, because of circumstances. Yeah, but we could. Yeah, yeah, and we were always equipped for it. Even those that didn't have to. Do you think parenting is softer now? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, come on. Are you, are you even going to suggest? Am I even going to question it? Are you even going to question? Are you even going to suggest? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm that, trying to unpick the things in your mind to find out exactly where you're going with this. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're saying that people definitely are across the board. Generally, yeah, parenting has become a lot softer, which is beyond not, my understanding. If anything, and I don't want to be too controversial, but I do at the same time. <laughs> it's easier now to be a parent than probably ever. If we're talking about, you know, maybe financial in standings, what, in what or way? all sorts of ways. Go on, give me examples. All kinds of ways. Give me examples. You know, um, levels of poverty and stuff are lower. The facilities available, the support available. Are they lower? Um, well, yeah, I would say so. I don't think they are. Okay. Depends on where you are. What do you mean? Depends on who you are, where you are, what, you know, where you are in life, all sorts of things. Poverty aside, well, what was the next thing that you mentioned? Everything, be it devices, be it technology, be it there's an app. Okay, for, you know, so all kinds there's of a technology that's made life easier in some regards, but has that not also made life tougher in some other regards as if a you, parent or, or it, as you know for the children? Yeah, but the, for the for the parents, in order to uh, in order to kind of be a parent, being a parent today is easier than it was, I don't know, for our parents 20, 30 years ago. Generally speaking, the, the odd parent may have it tougher. If there's a single parent or if there's a family going through a particular difficult time, I get it. There's always going to be exceptions. Um, but generally speaking, it is easier, but we've made a hash of it. We, we make it seem so difficult because there's an imbalance. We overcompensate so, okay. for, oh, I'm going to say, you know. Just, so your, th your, your 
opinion on this matter is that parenting in theory has become easier but yeah. the end results are worse yes okay yeah, yeah that's pretty much some deal <laughs> that's it thank you very much for listening <laughs> so if that's the case how are you measuring that how are you measuring yeah the results well the results are our society today Give the me results an example, are um, ASBOs being issued, issued to children. The results are levels of crime and bullying and, you know, uh, vandalism and all this sort of stuff. Do you not think that I, that existed to the same percentage kind of level before? What do you think? Do you think 20 years ago you'd get as many... Population was less. I mean, let's not talk numbers. Let's take about percentage. No. Number of uh, the amount of crime per. No, no. We, we, okay, we're not a stats show, so mm. we're not going to go into mm. per capita or per anything. Yeah, a place like Burton or Derby or mm. wherever you live. Yeah, mm. there was roughly a, about the same number of people in town, or when you're living in your street or in mm. your neighbourhood. Mm. Yeah, there's new estates and stuff, but let's just assume within your three or four streets. Mm you wouldn't very often um, see children committing crime or, you know, vandalizing or speaking back to elders or, you know, making yeah, eye contact those, with the police officer and saying, yeah. what are you going to do? Those kind of things have definitely changed. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> those kind of things have definitely changed. I think more children have become uh, courageous, but in the wrong ways. I don't think that's courage. It's foolish, but they've, yeah. they've, they've, they've got they've built the courage to actually say something in front of authority for a reason. It's still, you know, courageous in the wrong ways. Mm. I still, it's still courage. It takes courage to do something like that, but in the wrong in the wrong way. How do you? Here's my question for people who are going to be listening or watching. How do you ensure? What kind of things do you look out for in your children to ensure that you're on the right track? in your parenting skills? What kind of things do you feel in, in current times are important for parents to try and visualize and understand when it comes to children and observing their children to give them signs to say, you know what, it's going well, this parenting thing? Mm. What kind of things? Again, it's going to vary. It is going to vary. Once we can get over these imbalances, I think our our kids will do a lot better. Once we start to understand uh, there comes an age 14 15 16 mm. maybe slightly later for some but generally 13 14 15 mm. they kind of have an idea of where they want to go or what they want to do whether they you know inevitably whether they become good at it or not is is to be seen later down the line in children what do you think are the common in your opinion what do you think are the common um issues today Common across the board, generally, without sounding like we're stereotyping. Well, we are. We're we're we're, we're grumpy old men. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> you know, we're bold. We're fat. We're um, our hair's going white. And it, but the truth is, um, a few of the issues today are we're unable to discipline our children. We're unable to um, instill in them respect, manners, courtesy. Um, and and general uh, care that's unconditional care almost you know everybody can 
teach their child to respect them back or their authority back. But we're not good enough at going above and beyond like our parents went. In our time, if I, for example, if I was messing about on the street or mm. in the next street or in the mm. park, um, or I was, you know, I don't know, picking fruit off the tree and throwing anything, if I was messing around and um, somebody on that street, an uncle or someone saw me and mm. they gave me a clip around the ear. Mm. saying you know why are you knocking on doors and running away whatever it was mischiefness mm. yeah mm. you wouldn't go home and tell your dad yeah because you realized it was your own fault yeah because you know what's going to happen if i got a clip from the ear from somebody down the street yeah and i went home said dad you'd got uncle you'd hit get me. two more clips get two around more. the ear but there's there's a deeper thing here there's a more important thing here is you understood that you did wrong mm. This is the difference. At that point when you got a clip around the ear by an uncle, is yeah. you realized, hang on, I can't come home and tell my dad. It's because I know I did wrong. And my dad won't stand by me if he knows that I did wrong. Yeah, Although nowadays you see parents just because their you know, child got told off by somebody older, they'll wage war on them. How dare you? How yeah. dare you? Even even among siblings. So yeah. it, 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 as an example, is you know, if you've got a, a guy or a family, their child gets told off by their uncle, you know, the brothers will start fighting over the kid. You know, it's it's silly. But the important thing here is at that point where you get a clip around the ear or from an uncle, you realized you did wrong. Yeah. Nowadays, um, again, I don't want to stereotype, but I think now more and more people from my observations will find it more offensive that they got a clip around the ear or by somebody outside of their yeah, and and that's where it comes. We then come back to your. They, there's admission that they're doing wrong, and the the problem here is is the lack of, uh, the lack of understanding that actually I did wrong. Yeah, that actually did wrong. Where does that understanding come from? Where does this sort of sense of entitlement come from? We are instilling that in our kids. Absolutely, I agree there. I we don't often agree with many things, but but <laughs> that I agree. I think there's a, an issue with parents themselves with what they're teaching their kids passively. Yeah. If you think about parents confiding in a child about the other parent, oh, your father did this and, you know, what are you teaching that child? It's Number the, one, you're instilling hatred in that child about the father. Yeah. Number two, you're, you are showing that child that it's okay to blame others. Yeah. Think about where this is going. You're actually tent showing your child it's okay to blame others for the situation you're in. Mm. Rightly or wrongly, whether that parent, whether it's uh, the father or the mother or whatever, there, there's, an, there's an underlying issue here. And we're, we're not teaching the child to think for themselves. It's easy to be authoritative or an authoritarian to instill certain rules in the house how often do we get the children to think? You know, it reminds me of, you know, the, the Quran is very clear on this. You know, it's, it's always talking about think, 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 always asking the reader to think. We think education or educating a child is about telling them. Mm. We don't ask the right questions. And then if we're not asking the right question, we're not getting them to think for themselves. For me personally, there are a number of things which are indicators in terms of parenting to to suggest to me whether 
there's something that I need to change with my parenting skills or there's something that I need to do different with my kids. So one of the things I, I touched on earlier was the social skills. Yeah. Now, if a child is not displaying social skills, you know, like when you've got relatives come over and they, they leg it, the kid legs it, goes to the bedroom or goes to another room. This isn't a good thing no. because they're not learning how to socialize. Now, generally speaking, people who are successful in life, in, and when I say successful, I know it's a very subjective term, but I'm just saying generally who are doing well in life, they are team players. They know how to build a team around them. They know how to make use of the people who are around them. You know, they, they're the team builders, the team players. They know how to socialize and can have conversations with different people. Um, so these are the different kind of things that are, that are instilled from a childhood stage, being sociable with people. How many times do you see that your brothers or sisters might come to a house or you go to your brothers and sisters' house and the kids aren't, aren't there to be not seen? There, yeah. You well, know they're, they're home, but they're not there. But they're not having a conversation with but you. How has this gone so wrong? How... How that, comes down to, that comes so down to much. parenting. Look, you've got you've got a set of parents, yeah, or you've got a generation of people who each one of them has been raised by the entire village. You know, when we say parenting, mm. it was more than just mom or dad. Mm. It was the uncle down the street. It was the local shopkeeper. It was the local, you know, policeman and milkman, and everybody mm. yeah. played a part in raising this child. Yeah. They all because because performed not, parenting yeah, duties on that child, yeah. And now the difference yeah. between an entire village raising a child. Fast forward twenty years, there's one entitled child with an attorney at hand, twenty four seven. Yeah, and that's yeah. the protective parent, the protective yeah. parent. Yeah. How dare you speak like that to my son? Yeah. How dare you do yeah. this and do that? And who yeah. are you to? And the child sees this. Yeah. You know, the children now will come home and say, oh, the teacher told me off. It wasn't really my fault. It was everybody's fault. But I got told off a bit more. Or I got the detention. And more often than not, that parent will march down to school the next day. Yeah, and have and it have out with the word. teachers. Yeah. Before they've had it out with the teachers, they've ranted in front of their child. Mm. She did what? Your teacher did what? How mm. dare this be? I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Yeah. And the child, you're not aware of what exactly this child is picking up. I, this child I've seen learned. this happen firsthand where a child may have done something wrong. Yeah. I'm, I, as a governor at school, I, I, you know, you get to you'll see, see, time, you'll yeah. see I've seen like certain children who have done wrong in school, right? They'll come back and they've been disciplined. They've maybe got extra time at school, detention, detention or whatever. By the time they get to they get to their parents and explain to the parents why they were late, that, you know, it wasn't my fault. Somebody did this and it's the teachers, whatever, you know. That parent has actually sworn towards the teacher in front of the child. Now, think about wow. the message you're giving to this child. They've blamed everybody under the sun except the child himself. What are you teaching that child passively by doing stuff like that? Shabana says the Ottoman schooling system uh, focused on the individual strengths of each student and helped nurture that. You can't teach a fish to fly nor a bird to swim. Is it Einstein who said if you judge if, if you judge uh, a, fish a fish by its ability to climb a to tree and think it's stupid all, all its life? Yeah, uh, It's interesting, interesting. May says, as a mum of three in the 50s now and seven grandchildren, you never switch off from being a good parent as, and guide. Uh, they have to have boundaries set as it helps them in later life respect themselves and their children. Our village copper would give you a clip around the ears. You didn't do it again. 
which is what I'm saying. Very there's, true. there's collective parenting going on. There was um, nothing wrong with that. I think generally speaking as a generation, we didn't turn out that bad. But the thing is now, because of the scares around how you discipline a child and safeguarding issues and laws against smacking children and, and whatnot, what was you 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 point you, was it Australia or which country was it recently who've, who've outlawed the smacking of a child altogether? Australia something, or Scotland? I'm not sure. Not Scotland, was it? Saw so, yeah. something recently. Uh, so Hale says it's important to raise children with the correct morals and discipline from an early early age. They need to learn right from wrong because when they have a free reign, as they grow, you you hear uh, to to too often when they reach teenagers. Uh, that the parents say they won't listen anymore. Uh, well, why should they now when at the time they needed to, nothing was done? The Scotland, thank you, Justice. Justice, just to clarify right this from wrong is compromised as soon as you give that child an attorney on speed dial. If you're going to stick up for your kid, no matter what, yeah, it works the other way though as well. The child has an attorney or the other end of the line if they feel that they're not getting what they want, they're threatened. I'm going to call. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But that's also us though, isn't it? Uh, okay, look, we're the parents. Mm. We're soft. We're mm. whatever, whatever. But we're also the people making the rules for other parents. Let's not forget that we we talk about the law as if it's some kind of alien thing that's just been shoved upon us. It's not. We made those laws. Mm. Okay, each and every parent didn't physically play a part in it, but it's it's our peers and our colleagues and our generation that have come along and said, mm, hang on, you shouldn't really clip your child around the ear. Hang on, the teacher can't really speak to a kid like that. Oh, you can't, uh, if you're going to break up, break up a fight between two kids, you, you can't, you have to stand back and say, now, now children, rather than pull them by the ear and separate them you know yeah i think some things some things have gone far well let's let's leave that to a side let's stick back to the parenting aspects themselves and i was indirectly related with how teachers and what their people outside your immediate you know parents are allowed to do and not are not allowed to do from a parent's perspective there's certain things again coming back to recognizing what's happening within the children's lives and how their behavior is and how they they are being brought up what kind of changes need to be made we we touched on the social skills the second thing that i wanted to mention was kids taking their own initiative on doing things one of the things that i'm very conscious about is when a child is only following instructions my concern is how much are they actually developing into their own skin are they taking initiative to do their own thing? You know, if you have a child who takes initiative to do stuff that they want to do, to me that shows they have a will. They have willpower. They have mm. some some kind of you know courage. If they've got courage to do what they want to do, rather than just following instructions, you know, you know, you know what's really sad. You've got some parents who are so controlling that they'll knock on the bloody bathroom door just to make sure they're okay in there. Do you know what I mean? Or open the mask. What are you doing? Oh, I just want to see if it's all right. What do, that, what do you think he's going to be doing in there? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> we all know if, a parent or two like that. But if your parents, if the parents are, are, are you know, micromanaging and going into, you know, so much control, they need to relax. They need to let their kids make some mistakes. You're not, look, if you don't do, you're not going to do it wrong. If you don't do it wrong, you're not going to eventually do, do it, it right. right. Yeah, of course. 
children need to be given, they need to be nurtured. My opinion is they need to be nurtured in so many different ways. They need to be given exposure to not just knowledge, but experiences as well. Yeah. You know, experiences, things like experience of travel, experience of having responsibilities, experience of looking after other people. And if they don't have that experience, how are they going to develop into something other than, you know, what they call in Punjabi, Kitabi Kira? Yeah. And I think, you know, what? We're, we're bordering on neglect. When you fail to teach um, your child or your children a decent moral compass, then that fall, falls into neglect. In later life, that's going to bite them. That is also a form of neglect, isn't it? That's neglect because you see, there are there are legal things that a child is well, a parent. Did you know? I was looking on the government website. What's what's legally required from a parent? What are the legal responsibilities of a parent? So if you go into onto gov.uk, um, the, the the two main things that they've mentioned first is provide a home for the child and protect and maintain the child. Those very broad terms, right? Uh, it says you're also responsible for disciplining the child, yeah. Okay. Um, choosing and providing for the child's education, agreeing to the child's medical treatment, naming the child, and agreeing to any change of name, and looking for the child's property, looking after the child's property. I tell you what, my issue with that entire statement is, or the whole idea of that, is the government telling us what parenting is and what a parent's rights are over their own child. I just, think, just, just think about in, that for in, a second. Uh, I am. Uh, well, just, you, I'm going to defend that for a second. Can I, I'm just going to defend that. And the reason I'm going to defend it is because it sets out uh, perimeters in case there is child neglect. And it's not telling you what you do over and beyond this, but it's giving you the basic minimum of what you're supposed to be doing. So that if if a parent is neglecting genuinely, mm -hmm. if you've got people who've got children and they're, they're genuinely neglecting those children mm -hmm. and they're not giving them the basics in life, mm -hmm. then that is a, is is a, becomes a, a legal matter. In which case, that child is then protected. Do you know what I mean? Read between the lines. No, There's I I know where so you're going. Much I know what you're saying. Snuck in. Um, by child services and child protection and, you know, government this and everything. Look, at the end of the day, your child is your Would you own. say the government rather not have anything in place? I would say that... What's look, the alternative? Think about it. Of course there's an alternative, is mind your own damn business. If you, I if will you're... raise my child. Now, they could have stopped short at where we stopped for thousands and thousands of years. If you kick your kid out on the street or you abuse them or you they're malnourished or something, there's got to be intervention. Well, how are they going to intervene if it's if if it's completely left down to you? What do you mean? If, if there's no legal framework to define This isn't legal framework. No. This is you you're mis you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I would rather have the government tell me how to raise my kids. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there needs to be a basic minimum standard by which all parents need to comply to the to a degree where a child is not neglected, which results in harmful uh, acts. Maybe you know, otherwise, children anything can happen to the child. And how how you know who is to intervene? Nobody's denying that. The problem now is the government have more rights over your child than you do as a parent. 
In fact, most kids nowadays will be able to dictate to their parents what their parents can and can't do, can and can't say, can and can't stop them from. That's an issue. Stop short. You know what? If you if you abuse your child, if you neglect your child, if you don't feed your child, if you don't clothe your child, you know, we're going to step in. That's normal. That's that's human, isn't it? No, it, but you're, you're missing the point. If it, I know it's human, but it can only have action taken against if there if you've breached something a rule a law a legislation yeah okay if you haven't then no one can do anything to you you can neglect that child you can abuse that child in all sorts of ways if you don't have a basic minimum thing framework well like i said Again, i'm i'm saying the same thing the basic should be there now where do you stop what okay so that's where you stop at okay. the basic what's the basic okay if you've got a five-year-old child you're going very specific now that's not yeah. basic so when you if you're going to go down that road of specifying age mm-hmm. if you look at what i just read out which were five bullet points or six bullet points mm-hmm. you're going to go way beyond that line think about yeah. how how broad think, these statements i are. think those basic bullet points that you read out mm. more than cover it there's probably something you could take out of those as well but generally speaking they more than cover it you neglected um, the whole thing earlier on. <laughs> no, you were it, like, it's, oh. it's with the whole idea of the government thinking that they know what's best for your child better than you do. Look, okay, we, I agree. We, I agree we with talk, you there to a degree. Whenever we talk, hmm. we never speak for the hundred percent because you're not going to cover anyone in anything. Of course, in anything. So, generally, when I make a statement or an opinion or an observation. It will cover 80, 90, 95, 98%. In your mind? Well, I'm sure we can't, we can't take statistics. I'm sure some kind of statistics could prove it. What percentage of children are kicked out on the street or, you know, physically abused or not fed or, you know, these things. So 90 plus percent of parents are fulfilling their obligations and want to raise good kids well you would you would yeah you'd be hopeful of that yeah even if it's even if it's there or thereabouts in figures you'd hope that that figure is pretty it's much there way more than 90 yeah, um, yeah you'd, you'd hope for that i would say so but what i'm saying is for those who aren't for those who do neglect for those who do abuse their children you've got to have something in place you've got to have something in but place. Is, t- is switching the internet abuse is is when saying uh when a boy can't be a girl or something is that abuse nowadays that's abuse nowadays that's you know taking away their rights or their human whatever it is and it's just gone ridiculous you can't clip your uh, clip your child around the ear you can't let alone you know an uncle who sees your kid up to no good or shoplifting or whatever else Mm. nobody can say nothing to that child I think police on the street struggle to arrest children because they have to be careful about what's being recorded or what's going to be said or what's going to stand in court and all of that. Teachers, teachers should not, and I, and I can't overemphasize this enough, teachers should not be scared of their pupils. Yeah, I agree. If anything, I agree. it should be the other way around. Well, it's like Badiasia says, and nowadays, you know, you'd be taught to respect your teachers more than your parents your parents will say to you you just make sure you respect your teachers more than you even respect us why yeah. because they're teaching you how to be successful in yeah. life in this life and the hereafter yeah. whichever way you look at it because they are giving you that 
tell me that's not parenting. You know, your teachers, are they not parenting? Mm, I would say they are. Yeah. But they have no rights. They can't even speak to you beyond a certain manner and all these things. But I think we've got to we've got to be very careful here because from a teacher's perspective, you you know, you see that there have been instances where to a degree teachers have gone way beyond their duties of disciplining children and 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 and, and lashed and beat children to the degree that they've died. And we think about the cases in Pakistan, for example. So many cases that I can just think of off the top of my head where the teacher has abused or beat or, you know, where does that stop? Because, yes, you have that element mm. of respect, but there also needs to be a framework by which you prevent from the, the child from being abused or, you know... So for that, for that 1% of... And it's not even 1%, but we're going to generalise a little bit or, you know, overemphasise. 1% of teachers who... Uh, I don't know, too strict, too tough, whatever, is taking away control, discipline, powers, whatever, from the 100%. Mm. It's, there's an imbalance. We respected our teachers because we were taught to respect them. Yeah. And with respect became came a certain level of, you know, you wouldn't want to be a failure in front of your teachers. You wouldn't want your teacher yeah. to ring your parents and say, this kid, man, you know, insolence or this, that or the other. It's not fear. You'd want to make your teacher proud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Razwan, and, and that meant something is, to is, you. is a classic example. Razwan says kids shouldn't be scared of their teachers. They should respect them. But with respect to the elders comes compassion to the youngster. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. And if you don't have that balance, you're going to struggle. So coming back to it, I think parenting today We've made it more hard, haven't we? It should get easier as we go on because the facilities and everything else increase. Look, you can you um, can only do with what, what's in your control. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go back to the original question. Forget what the government is doing right now and how you feel about their interventions at the moment. I'm just mm. talking about our own yeah. family. Because I feel if you have brought up children in a in in a way which is um, in, in a positive way, and you've got this positive aura within the household, and you've got that element of respect, you've got that element of nurturing, and you've got that element of love, compassion, and you know that drive to do good in life, then none of the other things are really going to matter because it's all in your control. What you've controlled within yourself, and you've done, if you've done it well, it yeah. makes no difference. Yeah? Mm. Of course there are going to be external influences, and of course there's going to be environmental influences, but what you instill in the children as a parent... Let's not brush that away. Let's not start blaming everybody else mm. for the failure of our children when we didn't even do our job properly. Yeah. Let's look at us first. Let's look at how we parented or failed to parent our children. Yeah, we can complain about uh, the, the interventions from the authorities or the lack of control that teachers have or disciplinary procedures that they may be able to implement that they used to before. Let's start back at home. We're, this topic is about parenting. It does start to, once we get over the fact of how soft we are, then once we fix that, we fix within our own house, then, yeah, we can look at other factors, outside factors. So I'm going to ask you it. again then the same questions. What do you recognize in your children to give you indications that this child is being parented by me properly? What are the signs that you look for? How do you see that you're doing it? How do you measure your own success uh, as a parent? Honestly, it's the, even for the same parent, 
is probably going to vary from child to child. Of because course, you're going to understand. Broadly, I could have, speaking, I could have five speaking. kids. And my definition of success for each of them is going to be different. Will be different. No, what I'm not. I'm not saying that that child is successful at certain things. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, no, that's different. Success in raising them, having Su- raised yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if we should even call it a success. I'm saying that you're doing okay, a good job. You're you're thinking about the different things. What are the different things a parent should be thinking about when raising a child? The gist of it is to teach them how to be a good human being. Okay. What, for every parent, that's going to vary. You know, some people will rate confidence very high. Some people will rate compassion very high. Caring for others, putting others first, you know, respect, discipline, all of these things. I think they're all important. Mm. Depending on the child, you'll know what um that particular child struggles with some kids struggle with confidence or anxiety or you know uh speaking and these things that's your aim now you know where the goalposts are you know what you have to do as a parent and how you have to parent this child in order to give him the best chance in life you said him i'm i'm assuming you're thinking about a specific child at this stage him or her no i'm know. just thinking because when you when people talk about these things they usually have certain people in their mind is think about what do different people require from me yeah. as a parent or what different children of mine require from me as a parent um i you know i think there are several things i mean that's that's basic etiquettes in life i think or basic qualities within human beings that everybody should possess anyway mm-hmm. yeah i agree that for me personally the quality of being a good human being outweighs the quality of being a highly educated person Yes. Yeah, but highly educated is is no here no there. I think we need to get rid of that anyway. We need to, honestly No, but for some people it is. For some people it is. They I need think to, they I need think the ability to that. ability to think for themselves yeah is better than getting high grades in being able to regurgitate information parrot fashion by miles by yeah. absolute miles. If you can problem solve, if you can use initiative if you can figure things out for yourself uh, and you grow up with those kind of skills but you can't memorize a paragraph in a textbook really doesn't matter adila mentions a very important point she says at the end of the day the most important thing is being a good role model for your kids and just teaching them how to be a good person regardless of things such as education the, the thing is though adila the, the, how how is one being a good role model you know It, the old adage do as i say and not as i do comes to mind yeah a lot of people expect their children to just do as they say mm-hmm. but not as they themselves are doing mm-hmm. we we need to understand that we are always educating our children or people around us they Whether, learn more from seeing and observing what we do yeah. rather than what we say and i think a lot of well, parents a lot of they? parents are ignorant to this you know um if your child can see that you're a family man or a family woman or you know you're kind of you're not so self-centered you're generally in your everyday life you're putting other people first they'll pick up on that they will whether they inherit those same kind of instincts or not but they'll see it they'll see it and because they'll see it it will be far more of an important lesson and ingrained in them mm-hmm. than you just telling them about 
how good it is to be helping others or sacrificing certain things, you know, uh, but not to a degree. There needs to there need to be a balance as well. You teach the children a, term, a kind of a balance and how much to sacrifice of oneself in return for another's uh, ease or pleasure. Do you know what I mean? When you say balance, well, what do you mean? Well, we have to look after ourselves as well. You have to learn as, as good as and nice it is to say yes to people. We have to learn how to say no and when to say no. Okay. You can't always be a people pleaser all your life. A no, lot I, of people, I don't think a people pleaser even comes into it. I no, no, I some, think some, even no, no. Upon that. Uh, uh, no, but what I'm saying is, you asked the question, I'm answering in terms of how I, what I was thinking when I mentioned it, that the balance is that there are people, I mean, I've seen people within my own family, like extended family or siblings or whatever, who will go out of their way for people who matter less than the people who matter more. Are there people who matter less or more? That's a good question. I think you know where I'm coming from, though. Yeah, okay. I think you know where I'm coming from, though. When it comes to um, helping people, mm -hmm. if somebody needed, I don't know, let's just say it was uh, financial help, as an example, there, would, there, there are more likely to say yes to somebody from outside the family than there are to somebody within the family. See, I've, I've, I've noticed um, the opposite of that also. I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed is, both. But I'm saying there, there what, is a situation. I'll tell you what the issue is, is overemphasizing the whole blood is thicker than water narrative is, is also an imbalance. Will cause I agree. An imbalance. I agree. You know, between a close family member needing, I don't know, a Ferrari on their well, wedding that's a luxury. Day. I'm no, talking but, about but, basic necessities. No, no. But, but when it comes to basic necessities, yeah, you know, I feel if, there's if an it's I, like for like. Yeah, then I've, you start from home. Yeah, I feel there's a there's an obligation. There's a duty. Mm -hmm. It's not just a favor. It's it's an obligation. It's a duty. That's just just the way I think. Well, but, that, that's what we're taught, isn't it? That's what we're raised. Be you know, in accordance to faith or our parents' uh, teachings and stuff. We, we we're taught, and I know it's a saying that charity starts at home, but. Home is beyond your four walls. Home is your neighbors. Absolutely. Home is your immediate family. This is home. I agree. Um, but again, there's, there's got to be a balance. If there's, if there's somebody without food, but then there's your close you know, family member without, I don't know, like a one step downgrade of broadband or something. I'm just going to give you a small example. If somebody who you know within the neighborhood once i don't know a lift somewhere and you are you know you should you should do everything you can to arrange a lift i'm okay. not saying that you shouldn't but if your own brother asked for a lift you just kind of hey, ask somebody else no that's wrong this I, is what i'm referring like to like for like it should be yeah the same. this is what i'm referring to i tell you what the problem we have now is but what's the child going to learn from that well that's it the child is going to learn the child probably won't learn the the blood ties the child will learn favoritism you know or um shunning of certain family members or stuff like that it's it's a mixed bag you're really not setting a good example if that's what you're doing again it's each person's uh interpretation of parenting and and that's uh i've actually seen a lot of the opposite of what you're saying you know, uh, Ali, it's, it, it, when, it, when it comes to whatever we show children, we have to remember one thing. 
our present mm. is their past. Our present right now will become their past. What children see in their parents and their family and their siblings, what will they remember when they look back in the future? Because this will be their past. What memories will we have created? What lessons will we have drawn for them? Mm. I think the nooks and cranny of it is this, that if we're not able to provide joyful, happy, loving, nurturing, educational, inspiring kind of memories for the children when they think back at how their childhood was, mm. then that in itself is a measure of whether, you know, we did well or not. But see, the problem... That's one of the measures, I would say. Yeah, another problem with that is people... Unless they're obviously comparing their children... Happiness and things first. So they'll think, you know what, I can't discipline my child because that'll ruin his day or he'll post a, a bad status, or he'll run, or whatever, or he'll have a tantrum. And honestly... I don't give a shit. Yeah. You, I, I you wouldn't. shouldn't. I don't. You know, happy times will come. Yeah, happy days Well, will you come. see, again, it All comes down... For, again, Ali, I th I'd say that comes down to the way we've parented the kids. If you've had that kind of relationship with a child, where they have that level of respect for you, they won't post anything like that in the first place even if you've had to discipline them mm. even if they disagree with your decision mm. even if they disagree with your way of looking at things and even if they disagree with all that they will not respond but what we're saying is we're, we're we're going two steps back we're going back in time we're saying how do you do that you have to go against the grain a little bit that's all part of parenting you cannot be their best friend every single day of their lives well i think i don't know whether this the offense authenticity of this narration and where it comes from but i've always heard this and read this so many times he said that in the first seven years of your child play with them in the second seven years of your child teach them in the third seven seven years of your child advise them and then the rest of your life you become their friends mm. yeah so there are different phases for children where you know where you have you to play have a different to role. Be able to switch it up. But I tell you what, within those within those roles, you have to mix and match a little bit. I, you oh, know, yeah. I, I remember telling you about the way my family is and my kids are at home. Isa hmm. uh, is a classic example of one of my sons. Um, he's 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 always had this kind of uh, leadership quality about him, and his younger siblings actually look up to him. Um, and he's, mashallah, he's he's doing well in that regard. And suddenly I found that all the kids in the house have that same level of respect uh, for me as well. For example, if I come home, I have this specific chair which I sit on. If I just walk into the living room, whoever's on it, they'll get up. Mm. I don't have to say anything, mm. you know. Um, and it's those kind of qualities which I think they go far without, I mean, I don't have to say anything. You know, when I feel that a child, in fact, not when I feel, every child deserves to be loved, right? So they, love needs to be shown, you know, and it's not just spoken about, right? In every form. In every form, verbally, in physically, you know, you give them a hug, you give them a, a kiss, you give them, you know, gifts and whatever, whatever. The, there's give, a balance you, you in everything. You give them discipline. Tough, tough yeah, love tough is a love, form of love. Tough love, exactly. You know, and it's probably one of the most important because yeah, definitely they're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember what you did more so in years to come. And more importantly, they remember how you made them feel. Yeah, there's a saying, isn't there? People will remember what you said, uh, and people remember more what you did. But 
people will never forget how you made them and, feel. Um, yeah, made them feel this is it. Why, why, why did we become so soft? I don't think we. I, do, I don't think I am. Okay. I have my I have my times of disciplining, and I have my times of uh, showing love and nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, Alhamdulillah, I'm quite blessed to have uh, a, uh, what I feel is a balanced, um, healthy environment in the house. So, j- judging your own kind of mm. uh, parenting observations, would you mm. say you've you've done it right? You've done well. I feel I've done what I could do. I think there's it's always a work in progress. Um, and I feel education matters a lot for me. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean academic education. When you education, say education, we're talking I mean, school. I mean, okay. I mean, for for um, educating your child mm. matters a lot from you as a parent. Um, I think nurturing a child takes many different ways, which is why I was talking about the social skills. I was talking about uh, them taking their own initiative, observing whether they are taking their own initiative in certain aspects or not in life. You know, um, can they share things? If they're not sharing, they've become, you know, they're, they're developing selfish traits. And how much are they really going to sacrifice of their own, you know, to, to for it's, the benefit of... It's an insight of, into that child's future, isn't it? Yeah. Are they willing to learn? You know, are they trying new things? You know, who are they inspired by? How are they inspired you know, how original are they or, or, or true they are to themselves? Is this any... is a very important thing. If a child isn't behaving true to themselves, then that's a concern for me. They're, become, they're going to become very cosmetic, in my opinion. Is there any elements from perhaps your own childhood or that which you observed around you that you would think, nah, today that, that doesn't wash. We shouldn't have done it like that. How right did the last generation get it? I think they got it really, really good. They did really, really well for the situation they were in and the environment they were living in. But I don't think everything they did then would be conducive to the environment we're living in now. Because we changed the environment. Yeah. We ruined it. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So we've reached eight o'clock already and we could have continued as usual. Um, we have decided to make this a two-part series because there's lots to talk about. Today was about parenting. And you know what? I have so much more to say on this topic. But we need to tie this in with uh, the topic for next week, which is about being the child and how to what kind of relationship we have with our parents mm-hmm. so rather than the parenting element is from being the child what kind of child yeah are we towards our parents yeah you know? how were we parented and then obviously we're in the middle we're very much in the middle so if we look yeah. down we have our children if we yeah. look up we have our parents yeah and we have obligations to both hence you know this is a going to be like a two-part show and, and i think the second one is no less important, if not more important. I think it's, there's a lot of importance in in discussing how or the kinds of relationships people have with their parents because that too has changed. A lot of that has deteriorated, in in my opinion, in terms of how um, children. You know, whichever have, way you look at it, Maj, it's it's us that managed to get it wrong. So you know wrong. what? There will always so be. I'm wrong. not. I'm not sure it's always going to be wrong. What I'm saying is, there's always going to be a more. Um, there are going to be more options now. 
what options you choose may feel may feel the right option for you or that individual at the time. We don't know what they're going through or what why they decided to do what they did. We just observe from the outside. But but we don't know what's going on in in real terms. We can only we can only form opinions and and judge by the apparent. Yeah. The apparent is that something worked for hundreds of maybe thousands of years and suddenly it's it's all about how we feel and how about the problem our is, situation is and the, circumstances. The problem are. is we used to judge by the apparent, but today we now judge by the apparently. I like that. I think you should pen that somewhere. I'll, I'll pen brilliant. that one. I'll but pen yeah, that one. I know. I look forward to next week's show. I think it'll be a very interesting one. Great. Um, in that case, um, thank you everybody for uh, joining us once again in. Uh, uh, today's show. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, then um, we'll look out for the next show, which will be live again um, on a Tuesday, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Beardos Media. Um, and those of you who are watching live, as a, as always, always appreciate your uh, contributions. They're always interesting to read. Um, and we shall, with time, um, move on to the next one for tonight. It's a goodbye. Sure. Take care.